Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So we want to continue this morning um, along our journey. And we started uh, a series last Sunday morning. It's going to go for a few more weeks. But, you know, I just wanted to say this morning, uh, I love this thought that Jesus said that he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Don't you love that? We said that last Sunday morning on a number of occasions. And then I made the statement, and I want to make it again. If Jesus said, he the sun sets free is free indeed, why is it that so many Christians aren't free? Why is it that so many are still struggling and still bound in their thoughts and bound in their, in their thinking? Why are so many believers have got, got hang-ups, a, a, a cord on some sort of cycle of addiction or some sort of cycle of negativity? You look at your life and you really struggle with what you see. And, you know, last week we, we came to the conclusion that much of what we need to overcome in our minds, much of the battles that we face come as a result of the battle in our thinking. If we can get free in our thinking, then I believe that our lives are free as a result of that. If we can understand what it means to transform our minds, because there's people here this morning right now, you're, you're, you're on a path, you're on a, on a treadmill. You, you keep thinking the same old things about yourself. You keep thinking the same old negative mindsets and same old negative thought patterns about your life. When you think about your life, whether it be about the way that you look or your, 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 um, your intellect or you look at your financial status, you have this negative mindset or negative world around that particular aspect of your life and this morning we want to go back to the word of God because our series called this change your thoughts change your life change your thinking change your life and it's all about us renewing our thoughts and renewing our minds according to the word of God and what God says about us but you know this morning there are lots of people here today you're thinking more about what the enemy thinks about you than what God says about you There's many people here today that are really struggling. If you were to ask yourself the question, how do you see yourself? You don't see yourself the way that God sees you. You see the way you, you, you see yourself the way that you've allowed the enemy to frame your life and your current situation. God wants to challenge that. Our Father in heaven, when, he, when Jesus spoke about who the Son sets free is free, indeed, He meant that. Amen. There is freedom, liberty, breakthrough, a new beginning, a new life for all those that believe in Christ and are committed to renewing their minds. Amen. And so I don't know what it is for you this morning. I don't know what aspect of your world, but I would expect there'd be a large part of people here that are, that are deep down struggling with how you view an aspect of your life. And last week we looked at a scripture. I want to bring it to our attention again. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul's speaking, teaching us, and I love this. There's a few thoughts that we want to draw out of this, but it says this, Paul speaking in verse 3. He says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Right? We're different. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We're going to talk about that briefly in a moment. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we'll be ready to punish any act of obedience once your obedience is complete. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just ask you this morning that you would illuminate our eyes, that we would see. God, we've all come today with different uh, thoughts, different mindsets. We've come today, some of us are struggling, some of us are tired, some of us are wondering why we're, we're here, God, but you know why we're here. You want to bring breakthrough into our lives. You want us to live at another level of faith and expectancy, Lord. 
So this morning, Father, I pray, open up our eyes to these words. Help us to see that breakthrough and freedom is in front of us and all that we need to do is to apply your word to our lives. Amen. Love what Paul says here. He says this. He said that the weapons that we fight with, those of you are that followers of Christ, that's us. Our weapons are not of this world. They have divine power. And then he goes on to talk about the power to demolish a stronghold. Last week we looked at what is a stronghold because there may well be people here this morning that are struggling with a stronghold. Oh no, everywhere I go, I just drift. Heaven surrounds me all the time. You know, you can be as, as, as spiritually wacky as you want to be, but I believe today that there are people here that are struggling with a stronghold. What is a stronghold? It's a lie. What's a stronghold? It's a deception. It's a prison that the enemy tries to put people in. He tries to come, and what he does, he comes and he lies to us. And we hear that little lie and we think to ourselves, yeah, I agree with that lie. I line up with that lie. Yes, this, this is my life and my family's always been this way and my grandparents were all this way. And because of that, here I am now and I'm just going to be like everybody else. That's a lie. But the problem is this, if we keep believing that lie, after a while it becomes a stronghold. After a while, we keep thinking that way and thinking that way and we never break out of the deception and the prison that the enemy's put us in. Now we're living under a stronghold. You might be here this morning and I look at you on the outside and you look awesome. Amen. You look so good. You look very Christian. Some of you might even have a Bible underneath your armpit. Amen. Walking along. I've got, got my Bible. I've got the sword of the Spirit. That's all good. But God wants you to use the thing. But you may well be here this morning, I would expect without exception, and you're struggling with some sort of lie that the enemy's been allowed to sow into your subconscious. And so every time the Word of God comes and says, hey, here the sun sets free is free indeed, you bring it back to the lie in your mind that you've allowed the enemy to establish there. You're living in a stronghold. But the Bible says that we have power to destroy, to demolish, and to vanquish strongholds. I'm preaching better than your amen. You're hearing it this morning. God, by the power of His Spirit, wants us to be free. In other words, what we need to do is we need to allow God's truth to renew our minds. And last week we looked again at Paul. And I take comfort of Paul because there were some writings in the early parts of his writing where he really had a, a difficulty in mastering his mind. Won't go there again, but there was a time where Paul really struggled with his thinking. But we see in the latter parts of his writing, Paul understood what it meant to master his thoughts. Amen. To master his thoughts. He was able to master, be a master of his mind, overcome the, the challenges and overcome the situations that he was in and always bring his life back to the truth of the Word of God. In fact, we look in the book of Philippians chapter 4, we see Paul in prison in the book of Philippians chapter 4, but Paul's really, his heart is like, I want to go to Rome and I want to preach. That's his heart. That's what he wants to do. So Paul starts to write to the church and he doesn't start to say, oh, look at me, poor Paul, I'm stuck in prison. Look at me, I've come to church today and no one has said hello again. Or maybe smile. Good start. 
woe is me, I'm here in this prison, I've got these chains on my arms and I want to be, I want to be there, but I'm here, woe is me. No, Paul has understood the power of what it means to overcome because we see here, we see in this verse of Scripture here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says this, Paul speaking, it's a powerful thought there. He says this, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, Right, you got it? One final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honourable, right, pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are the excellent and worthy of all praise. Somebody out there this morning would just say with me, fix my thoughts. Come on, fix my thoughts. Paul's in prison and he's not having a little pity party. He's not allowing the enemy to try and set up some sort of stronghold of negativity, some sort of stronghold of depression, some sort of stronghold of anxiety, some sort of stronghold of of negative self-belief. No, he's bigger than that, but he gives the church the most powerful key there by saying one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, honourable, right, pure, lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Fix your thoughts. In fact, I love the other translation in the New King James Version. It translates the end of the verse like this. It says, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. To meditate on these things. And the thought this morning is this as we, um, I won't say get ready to conclude, but we're sort of heading in that direction because we're started. So obviously we need to finish at some point. Amen. But why is it important that we understand the power of our thoughts? This is, the, this is why it matters. Because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. If a thought comes into your mind, it comes out in your life. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Our thoughts matter so much. That's why Paul said, fix your eyes, fix your mind, fix your thinking. Another translation said, meditate upon these things, those things that are good, praiseworthy, noble, high, amen. That's why he said that. That's why Paul said in Corinthians chapter 10, bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Bring every thought that's outside of the will of God and bring it to obedience of Jesus. In other words, the devil is saying this about me and I'm starting to think this way about myself. Stronghold possibly starting to grow and build. I'm starting to be a prisoner that's entrapped in this world of a lie. That's why Paul says, no, bring that negative lie and bring it to Christ. What does Christ say about me? What does Jesus declare about me? What does my Father in heaven say about me? I'm not going to believe the lie of the enemy. He's been speaking that stuff for years and years. Jesus said he's a liar. He can't tell anything else than a lie. He's the Father of lies. But we're meant to bring our lives to the obedience of the Word of God and allow our minds to be renewed in truth. Otherwise, I'll spend my whole life in negativity. Otherwise, I'll spend my whole life trapped in a stronghold, a stronghold. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen? So Paul said, meditate, 
fix our minds on those things. Your thoughts are shaping you. If you cannot control what you think, you will never control what you do. Our thoughts matter. They matter so much. But so often, why is it we make irrational, unwise, ungodly decisions? Because we haven't yet renewed our minds in these areas. And this morning, I want to look at one simple way that we can begin to renew our minds. Amen. To renew our minds. And it's found in that word, meditate. We want to have a look at that just for a couple of moments this morning. I believe that if you apply this to your life this morning, then your life will change. Amen. I am totally sold out to the truth that you don't have to change what you wear. You don't have to change the car you drive. You don't have to worry about the house that you're living in. You don't have to be concerned about the job that you're working in. All you need to do is be committed to changing your mind. Hallelujah. Change your mind, change your life. Change your mind, change your life. But it all comes down to what we put in. Amen. It all comes down to what we put in. I don't know about you. I was in the gym um, probably too long ago and need to get back there. But it always used to surprise me. You'd see people go in there and they do their, their triceps and their biceps and you know, all the weights and et cetera. And this was one up at the square and always used to amaze me that you would see people that would be at the gym and always hanging out and eating at Macca's or KFC. And it's sort of like, well, what, what does that mean? Look, how does that work? You're in the gym and you're wanting to get fit and yet you're eating all this junk food. That doesn't work, Tony, does it? No, and Alison, hallelujah. It just doesn't work. Here they are with, with all the right things on the outside, but they're putting all the wrong things in. You know, our minds are just the same. If we want to think in a way that's according to the Word of God, if we want to break strongholds from our thinking, from our thought processes, then we've got to be aware of what we're putting into our lives. We've got to allow what's coming in through here and through here. I really, with all of my heart, I think it's so important for, for, for young people and even older folk. What's that music you like, John? Goodness gracious me, that band? Tell the truth, fess up. Anyway, rock and roll, it's old. But you know, we've got to be so careful, young people in particular. Be aware of what you're listening to because it goes in here, but it comes into your heart as well if you allow it. Music's such a powerful forum and a powerful source. It can affect our lives, amen. We need to be careful. Paul said, make sure that you meditate on those things that are uplifting and positive, not stuff that's just pulling you down and others down. You know, I'm not even going to try, rainmaker, because it did rain last week. Ha ha. <laughs> ha ha. Anyway. <laughs> Come on. We allow this, this stuff that we listen to. It's not up, uplifting. It's not encouraging. It's not edifying. It's pulling down. Then why do we allow our minds, our ears to allow that stuff in there? It will affect us, amen. 
It affects us. It's like going to the gym and then going and having junk food. We come to church, we get a Holy Ghost dose. We walk out feeling encouraged, but then we jump in our car and we turn on whatever it is. And la, 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 la. I can't even sing any of the songs. But we listen to stuff that is so ungodly, it affects us. And we wonder why. Duh. Hello? Or the stuff that we look at on the internet, on our computers, on our phones, stuff that we know that we shouldn't be looking at. And what is it doing? It's affecting us. It's affecting our lives. It's affecting our our thought processes. It's affecting the way that we view ourselves because we're allowing stuff to come in. If we want to think with the mind of Christ, we've got to allow Christ thinking in us. Hallelujah. We've got to allow Christ's thoughts to get in us. We've got to be committed to a healthy diet. Good stuff, amen. That's why the journal's so important. That's why it's so important that every day you're diving into the Word of God. You're taking some time to stop and allow the Word of God to speak to you and renew your mind and allow it to affect the way that you view your life, amen. That's why we're doing it. And we'll continue to do it. But if we want to renew our thoughts and we've got to learn the power of what it means to meditate on those things that are healthy, uplifting, encouraging. Some people might think, you know, Shane, you're talking about meditation. Has that become, that's because of becoming new agey? No. In fact, there's a few scriptures here. Psalm 119 verse 15, it says, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your words. I will meditate on your precepts. God wants us to rediscover the power of meditating upon His Word. As we meditate upon His Word, our minds are renewed. As we meditate upon His Word, strongholds are broken. As we meditate upon His Word, new pathways of faith are established within us. As we meditate upon His Word. Psalm 143 verse 5 says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse uh, on the works of your hand. I meditate. I meditate, God, on your works and consider what your hands have done. I'm thinking about your truth. I'm thinking about your presence. I'm thinking about your goodness. I'm thinking about your works. I'm meditating. I'm waiting on you. Eastern meditation is about emptying oneself. Meditation in a biblical sense is about filling one's... Nearly got it. Filling oneself with the Word of God. There's a huge difference between the two. But the truth is this. If you want to break strongholds, if you want to break out of those mindsets that you know in your heart are not lining up with the truth of the Word of God, then you've got to learn what it means to meditate upon God's Word. You've got to know what it means to start to really think deeply about God's Word and take God's Word and put it in your heart, so it's put it in your mind so it starts to transform your heart. Hallelujah. <laughs> Raving on. <laughs> Suppose it's my birthday, I'm allowed to. Amen. Some of us are here. You've been struggling with a particular mindset for over 30 years. 
God wants to break you out. We need to learn to meditate on God's truth. And the key to changing our mind is learning to be more self-aware of what I am thinking. To be more self-aware of what I am thinking during the course of my day. What thought processes are going through me? What things are coming into my mind? What am I thinking about? Again, potentially they could be the strongholds that we just allow these thought processes to be going on and on. And it's so important. Why? Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as a person thinks, as he thinks in his heart, so he is. As you think, so you become. That's why it's so important that we have a do daily dose of the Word of God. Journaling every day, taking the time to stop to wait on God, allowing God to really start to speak to my life, allowing that Word to become truth so that ultimately those strongholds can be broken within me. We take that time every day to wait upon God, to, to seek and to look for, for promises, for things that He's speaking to us about. Well, I love what we're doing. We can read one chapter and we can have 260 different interpretations of that because God speaks to us through His Word. And then as we wait on God and as we meditate upon that and we write some thoughts down about that, it starts to affect our mind. It starts to renew our thinking. Amen? Renews our thinking. You might think this morning you're not good enough. You can never, never measure up. Who do you think you are? Why do you bother trying? Your life's hard. Nobody understands. You can't go on at this pace. You'll never make it. No, that's a lie. We need to bring those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ Jesus. Every one of those ugly lies. I'm not believing the lies. I'm embracing the truth. I'm not believing the lies. I'm embracing the truth. And last week we finished with this thought and I'll just about conclude this morning. This thought, this question that I have for you this morning, this thought is this. What stronghold is holding you back? What stronghold is holding you back? You're believing something that's not true, that you're good and not good enough. After what you did, God could never use you. You're always going to struggle financially, whatever it is. What is the stronghold that's holding you back? And the next question is this. What truth can you apply to your life to demolish that stronghold in Jesus' name? Oh, hang on a minute. There's no disclaimer. Now you're telling me I have to do something? <laughs> yep. What, you mean it just doesn't happen automatically because I'm a Christian now? All these years, I'm perfect. You mean I've got to apply myself? Are you saying that I have to discipline myself are you saying that I have to take some time out of my 24 hours one day a week 
seven days of the week that I've got to start to put some time aside to apply myself to applying truth to my life. Shane, are you really saying that? Are you saying that I've got to take God's Word seriously? Are you saying to me this morning that God's Word has the power to change my life, but I'm the only one that can apply it? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you want to change your life, start to change your thinking. If you want to destroy and demolish strongholds, then start to renew your mind in Jesus' name. Sorry for all the microwave Christianity. Just burst your bubble per se. Yep. There's many things that the Lord can do, but the one thing that He's not able to do is to renew our minds. We must do that ourselves. And so what I'm learning to do is to meditate upon God's Word. Get a promise and think deeply about it. If I discover that there's areas within my thinking that is contrary to the Word of God, I identify that potential stronghold. I get the Word of God and I start to renew and replace that negative thought with the truth of the Word of God. Amen? And what do you do? I encourage you. Identify what lie it is. Then you identify the truth. And then what you do is you write it down, you think about it, you confess it until you believe it. You write it out, you think about it, you confess it till you believe it. You write it down, you think about it, you confess it until you believe it. You write it down, you think about it, you confess it till you believe it. You write it down, you think about it, you confess it till you believe it. Amen, I'll shut up there. I think you get the picture. What's harder? Living under the, the bondage of our enemy in an area of our lives? I'm not saying every part of our worlds can be impacted. But potentially I look you in the face and there may well be, as I said, people that are really struggling with a strong hold. What's harder? Living under the hand of slavery. Living like the Egyptians. Sorry, the children of Israel under the hand of the Egyptians. That's harder. What's more liberating? Coming out, working, writing it down, believing it, confessing till I believe it. Amen. Come on. If I could just have the band to come back up, that would be great. Oh, please, while I remember to, if you haven't checked out the greenhouse yet, do that straight after the service. I think it'll be opened. We'll make sure that it's open, guys, if we could. But go and have a look at uh, what the Lord has done up there. It's just such a phenomenal place um, for all that we are doing. Interns as a part of that as well. This morning, maybe you're here, you lack confidence. You have the feelings of never feeling like you're good enough. I don't measure up. I never measure up. 
I can never make a difference. But I believe that we need to be declaring truth over our lives, truth over our minds. And rather than living under that sense of I'm not good enough, I have to change my thinking. I have to change that thought pattern. I have to change it to my confidence in Christ and Christ alone. Because His Spirit lives within me, I can do everything He calls me to do. Write it down. Think about it. Confess it until you believe it. You might feel a bit foolish with that at first. Why aren't we called to be fools for Christ? Write it down, think about it, confess it until you believe it. Tomorrow we wake up, we have the choice to either renew our minds in the Word of God or allow the world to bombard us again with all the negativity, all the stuff again. No, God wants us to live higher above that. I've got pages of the messages left, but I'm finishing there. <laughs> Take that away from me. <laughs> Too many pages left. Amen. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. So this week, I really want to encourage you. Let's be practical. Let's be legit. Let's be real. Let's identify one stronghold. And this week, discover what truth says about that potential stronghold, that lie. I'm going to write it down. That's the stronghold. I keep thinking this way. I keep thinking that certain way about this certain topic. I see myself this particular way. That's identifying the stronghold, the lie. And then I take the time to identify what the truth is. What does God say about me? What does God say about my situation? What does God say about my current circumstance? And then I write it down. I think about it. I confess it until I believe it. That's transforming our minds, renewing our minds. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Let's just bow our heads. Let's just pray just for a moment, just to wait on God. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to you today. Oh, we bless you today that your word has power. Your word has the ability to transform us from the inside out. Lord, this week, as we just go through our week, we just pray, Lord, today, this week, that you would help us by your spirit to identify those strongholds, to identify those thinking pathways, those negative pathways that potentially are holding us back from living in the truth that you have for us. So Lord, we just commit this week to identifying them, to identifying the lie and bombarding the lie with truth. Hallelujah. So Father, I just pray over every person here today for your blessing, for your breakthrough, that this will be a week where we start to really fully appreciate as Jesus in the Word it says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. God, thank you. You saved us for liberty. You saved us for so much more. And today, God, by your Spirit, we're revealing the lie. We're revealing the, the deception of the enemy. We're exposing him today over our lives and around our worlds today. And we're saying, Spirit of God, come on, bring that truth into our lives. Bring that truth into our worlds. Help us, God, to live at a level that is above every lie, every stronghold of the enemy. And so, Father, we are just so thankful this morning. In Jesus' name, for what you're able to do.
Hallelujah. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Give the Lord a round of applause. Amen.